Welcome back to that rugby podcast uh, brought to you by the sports booth. Husey. Husey. Uh, how are you? How am I? How you feeling? Emotions. They ran high last Thursday. I have no emotions anymore. <laughs> it has been taken away from me. I took too long to process my feelings about the game and the referee blew the whistle and took my feelings <laughs> away from me and gave it to you. So I've got no feelings uh, on this game. Uh, really, uh, just a tangent. Brexit was right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Woo! Yeah, that was a... Um, I watched that game with my dad and my brother and I think our neighbours must have thought someone was getting stabbed in the last minute of that game. <laughs> just the simultaneous explosion from all of us. Um, and I was in a different part of the house at that point because, funny story, uh, I was watching that game with my dad and brother. We're sitting in the same room. And then when we went down, what was it, 31-17 or whatever yeah, it was, right. at that point I got up and walked out and I just I, I was messaging you at the same time. I'm like, I am cursing this Wallabies team right now. <laughs> Every time I look away, they do something good. Every time I'm watching, they do something bad. I'm just going to go away and not watch the game. So I went to my room and I put the put the game on a screen, but I wasn't actively watching it. I was doing like anything else, just browsing social media. Uh, <laughs> I think I... Uh, put something on Netflix or something else. Yep. I just wasn't actively watching it. Every so often I'd look back, oh, Australia scored again. Oh, Australia scored again. Oh, we're in front. Oh, <laughs> geez. And so I'm like not really actively watching whatever. I've got the sound on in the background um, and I see we get a penalty right in front of the goal. I'm like, okay, this is really good. Uh, and then I'm like, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. I'm cursing this team. And then I hear the referee blow the whistle again and say, taking too long. And I was like, what the actual fuck? And so I went back and watched the replays of it all. I mean, we'll get into a better bit of a discussion about it, but geez Louise, I, uh, do you reckon you for a split second, maybe turned your head and watched and that's what cursed. it could have been. It could have been out of the corner just, of my eye. You were, you were, you were like, it could have been did me. I just see Fikiti win a penalty? Is yeah, that, did I see that? And then you, when you, you know what you it probably was? caught eyes with the ref or something. It was, it was the glass of water I had on my desk. I was seeing the reflection, the refraction of the light of the screen hit the glass and into my into eye. your eyes. And then yeah. the referee knew from there. He, yeah. he had a job. He got to do. the signal and yeah. he's like, okay, Husey's watching the game. We're good to steal it from the Wallabies. <laughs> we're, good to, we're good to call a call that no one has ever called before in the history of rugby and no one will call again for another 20 years. And look, voila. Let's, look okay, let's, let's, let's get into it because we may as well. Like, obviously, it's a topic of discussion. Bledisloe won. It's, it was End a, of the it game. Was a, it was a good game up until that point. End of the game. <sighs> let's touch on the point. So, Bernard Foley. Well, look, Fakiri wins a, wins a very good penalty after a line-out yeah. mall that gets brought down about... 10, 5 metres out. Yep. Fikiri wins a good penalty. Bernard Foley steps up to take the kick out. Obviously, as any good first five does, bites as much time as possible. Uh, the referee warns him. The referee blows time off, first of all, which is important. I think it is an important part of this discussion. Yep. So the referee has blown time off. So very little time has actually come off the clock yep. with Foley standing around there. So I think that's very important. It's not as if Bowley, uh, Bowley, Foley you know, wasted 90 seconds of time and it was uh, past the end of the game, yep. right? It was, he, I think in totality he used... 39 seconds. Yeah, something that like that. That was the in number that they've come up with. Yeah, which... And, and this has been quoted to me. I haven't done my research on this because I've been too angry. <laughs> but apparently the, the rule for wasting time or the precedent for wasting time is 90 seconds. So incorrect, but... Incorrect. So what, incorrect. What, do, you, do you have the actual number? 
No, there's no number. There's no number. So rule. That's why I said precedent. Though. Yeah, but yeah. Precedent in past times. So ninety seconds is for conversions. Mm. Uh, maybe even kicks a goal for the penalty. A penalty or a free kick must be taken without delay. Is what the twenty point five says. Mm. So twenty point five, the rule book says, must be taken without delay. Now. That's. I mean, you've got to you've got to apply some comments. We talked about this before with rugby referees and applying common sense. The thing, the thing for me is that if this was a consistently called thing in world rugby, I would have much less of a problem with it. If this was something that people got pinged for frequently, or at least there was the threat of it happening frequently, you understand. But you play to what you know and understand the rules of the game to be. If previously something like that hasn't been called, you don't mm-hmm. you don't play to that, right? You you play what every other first five in the world does. You do like what you said as a first five yourself. What every good first five does. Take so much time on the on the clock as you can. Even then he hadn't taken that much time on the clock because the referee blew time off. For me, I don't quite understand as well why the referee just didn't kept keep time blown off until Foley kicks the ball. Like then, then that way you waste zero time. Again, again, this is the issue with world rugby, yeah. and and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my perspective out, and then you can hear it, and then you can counter argument. Um, now my perspective of the the situation is, Foley gets warned, obviously. Fakiri can I don't know how Fakiri for me is incredible as a rugby player because he can obviously sense that the ref hasn't been on your on your good side the whole game yeah. because he's screaming at Foley to get it out. Like everyone's, we can all agree that this is a yeah. pretty archaic. Like kind of rule, we haven't really seen it that often. But for some reason, Fakiri knows it's going to be called, and I know that's yeah. everyone's like in New Zealand is like his own player was screaming at him. Like, okay, like that's more of a play from Fakiri than it is from yeah. Bernard Foley so, making a mistake. Yeah. So when I go, okay, he has been warned. He doesn't kick it off, kick it out. In all legitimacy, it's, it's a rule. It can be called, and the, the the he's done. The ref has done everything right. If he truly believes that that's what's happening, and again, I don't want to get too much into the point that it hasn't been called before because yeah. I agree it hasn't. Like there was, I put it into our, I uh, released a YouTube video earlier. So if you if you haven't watched that one, watch it. But we, you, you just don't see this getting called. And yeah. someone, re- oh, it got called in this one game. I said the fact that you can point out that one game where it got called in is the thing. And a great example of this, I would love to go back, and I will, I'll find the clip. You watch the end of the Waratahs versus the Crusaders game with Ben O'Keefe, who New Zealand's best ref, as we've said before. Um, he is, he, he, 30 seconds of that game, there's a penalty left. And uh, I think it's Gordon, pretty much wastes the whole time. Now, Scrum doesn't get called there, where, in, in fact, it probably, like, it's more time wasting going on there yep. than anything. So I'll, I'll bring that clip up, but I kind of go, to me, there's there's a few things to look at now. A, the ref's got it right with if he chose chooses to rule that. Does that get called at any other point in the game? Probably not. Uh, the Australians deservedly upset. Yes, I, I I believe so. They're deservedly upset. If it happened to the All Blacks, I would be have the exact same confusion on my face than yeah. they do. Do rug, world rugby need to change something? Yes. Now, you've mentioned it. I can mention it. The fact that it's left to no, like, again, interpretation. and, every, exactly. and like, subjectivity. Like, when I put in the in the comment, it's interpretation. It's, like, it's not an interpretation. It has to go without delay. I go, then every single penalty should be taken like that, which it's yeah. not. So it's left to interpretation. It means, so, means you can't consult with your team. 
means if it is without delay, penalty must be taken without delay. That means as soon as a penalty is called, the referee should look to the captain. The captain has to make the decision immediately about what you're going to do. He should theoretically, I'm the ref. I give you a penalty. I say, okay, what are you doing? Kicking it out. That's 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 without delay. Bang. Right there. Done. Right there. Go what on. if you go? If I say, oh, Sam Whitelock, come over here. Yeah, I just exactly. want to talk to you. Let's talk Audience about the line out. How's our line out looking? Yeah, none of that. It has to has to be taken there. Then and and not even that. That's before we even get to the point of the kicking. Like that's yep. okay. There, bang. Then we've got to get to the point where oh, now you've actually got to kick the ball out. Okay, line it up, yep. bang out. So I I do get the frustration because. That is just like it just it's never happened at a penalty before. Never it's, in a penalty has happened. It's in the South African game plan of you get your <laughs> penalties and you take as long as you can to bleed that time off the clock. Like it is, it, it and that's not even that's only a half sort of shot at the South Africans. But that's also showing that it's part of strategies of teams that they've they've worked around. Okay, take as much time off the clock as possible. It's not like we're disrespecting the ref or we're not listening to the ref kind of thing. It is we are trying to strategically work out how we could take as much time. How, it's essentially taking possession away from the other team. How can we take as much possession away from the other team as possible? Now, I'm not saying that's right or that's how it should be, but I'm saying that has been the precedent that rugby has set. Has set definitely, for the past few years at least. So that means, to me, that means world rugby have got a situation where either they go to what you say, and which I don't understand, it doesn't happen, ref just blows time off. Yeah. Now my thing is, I, I said it in the in the referee video, so watch that if you haven't, but 10 seconds to celebrate after 10 seconds, again, it doesn't have to be bang on 10 seconds, we're not, yeah. we're not robots, but about 10 seconds he blows time off, he goes and asks the captain, so the captain, like you said, can't waste time, yeah. he goes and asks him, what are you doing? The decision gets made. Time doesn't go back on until the ball either leaves a foot or a scrum gets set or anything yeah. like that. I don't understand how that can't you, be something. You know what it what gets it for me? If rugby league can do it, why can't rugby do exactly. it? Rugby league they have they have their this um the time off now in uh when they go for, for scrums and things like that. Like if you take too and long even to a pack shot a clock. Yeah, 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 if they if you take too long to, to pack a scrum, they'll blow time off, right? So if rugby league can do it. Rugby League, the game famous for its high-quality refereeing, if Rugby League can get it right, how has Rugby Union not got it right? And it, and we're on, we're on opposite sides of this result here, and we're both agreeing that this was not... This was... This, this was even though it was technically correct, the rules were... Um, again, it's open to interpretation. The rules were so. followed to the letter of the law... Down yeah. to every possible like yeah. selection, like he subject was like, to the referee's interpretation, exactly. because that and that's the thing you've got the referee's interpretation there. So, you know, no one will ever agree. You can't if you if you're taking without delay, literally. It's as soon as he as soon as he gets his hands on the ball, he's got to kick it right, which is no that that's absurd. That's absurd. That's Alice in Wonderland level of <laughs> absurdity. Uh, I just want to say as well. I think yeah. vice versa, like. I can understand the All Blacks fans being like, well, it's obvious and it's in plain sight. It's, he, he's been told to kick it because I think if it was vice versa, Wallabies fans would say the same thing. You find the law, you see it. Again, yeah. it's now interpretation of whoever team got the, the result yeah. is going to interpret that law the way they want to interpret sure that law. I'm sure I would law. be in your, your exactly your shoes where like, that fucking sucks, but hey, I'll take the win. Exactly. You know, yeah. like that, that's, they're, they're looking that's at it and they're going, oh, the ref did it right. Like, yeah. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Like, he isn't, but... Again, this, it just left it up. So, so the way I left it and the way I still believe, it's the right call for rugby. For the whole entire rugby, This, is, these are the calls we want because we've always said we want ball and play. Yep. 
at the time and the situation. No, it's, it's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> As an All Blacks fan, it's the greatest the, call the, in the, the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's, Shakespeare said discretion is the better part of valour and it's knowing when to when to put your foot down on something. If the referee is thinking with 90 seconds or so left in the game, like I've got to put my foot down here, he's really not listening to me. It's like, mate, it's been, we've played 79 and a half minutes of, uh, or 78 and a half minutes of rugby already, right? You don't need, yeah. we don't need that. I mean, the, the thing, and the thing that gets me is, I know when he blew to him off, he asked first of all, and he get 10 to play on. Yeah. And that was, that was cool. 10 play on as soon as I blow time on. It doesn't happen. But surely you just blow time off again and you yeah. go, hey, yeah. if, as soon as I blow this whistle, if that ball's not kicked, then yeah. it's going to be a scrum. Like, again, I think and, even, and even just saying, I, I blow, I'm blowing time off and then saying, I'm going to blow time on again. If you don't kick it out, I'm giving them a penalty. I'm giving uh, uh, the ball away. Like an actual... A full morning. A full morning. morning saying, just saying, uh, played on as soon as, uh, played on immediately as soon as they get out. That's not a warning. That's an instruction. Yeah. That's not a warning. Yeah, I agree. And and I think as much as, again, it, it was a... As a referee, it was a cr- courageous decision because, again, he, he was going by how he interpreted that law. Yeah. And so he backed himself. Now... Communication massively lost. Like again, if that's an English speaking referee, I don't think this issue even arises yeah. either because I think he goes, 10, you get rid of it, I'm calling a scrum. But like yeah. again, it's a French referee communicate. I think that that all plays a part. So I'm like, again, if this happens in a rugby world cup final, yeah. I imagine it. That's it's imagine it's insane. The and and that that's sort of what that that's what really shits me about this as well. Uh is Look, like you said, these are the type of calls we do want to see in the in the game eventually. And like you said, not in this moment right now. Look at the crowd we had down <laughs> in Melbourne for this game. All the people tuning in. This was all over social media as well. The game. As a person watching rugby, why the fuck would you ever want to watch again? <laughs> like, that's the most horrific thing I can imagine. You're someone that's come fresh into rugby. You're starting to get into rugby or you want to get back into rugby after a little bit of a hiatus, which th- there are those of us that have done that. I didn't follow rugby for a few years because I was frustrated with the game. Imagine if I'd come, like, if a person like me comes back into the game Right after not having followed it for a few years, thinks I'm going to watch this game. They watch a great comeback by the Wallabies like that, and then they see that shit at the end of the game. Why the <laughs> fuck would you stay? Like that's so disappointing to so many people. You could see the crowd just sitting there at the end of the game. Like, what the actual fuck? Like you have to take into account. Like I just can't believe the the circumstances of it were not taken into account and realizing that hey, there is a time and a place to be establishing these things and it's early in the game if you're going to establish this time wasting thing do it early in the game make sure you have clear warnings about it no one's time wasting at the start of the game though that's your oh, issue I don't know there, there, people there, take, take time take at, time but again they're not they're just it's, again it's not I don't think that's the thing it's not the, the, the reason this call was made let's be honest is because of the time of the, 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 the time of the game like because you don't make this call unless you're doing it at the end of the half or something like that and a team's just trying to get to half time mm. but you, you just don't because Last five minutes is when time wasting is going to be like a strategic thing rather yeah. than a again a South African slow the game down. They do it yeah. better than anyone, but it's not. It doesn't get seen as a strategic uh, we, thing because it may not it's be seen. as prevalent earlier again, in the game. But so it is hard. Prevalent. I get that, but I get what you're saying as well. Like a lot of like this is it just hasn't wouldn't have been discussed in any film room by any yeah. referees. Like it's just the communication to me gets me like yep. to sit there and go. 
you're not going to warn them to, to and everyone, exactly. everyone's going to sit here and all you New Zealand fans, I get it, I get it, we won, I get it, it's by the letter of the law, it's the law, but let's feel some sympathy, like, you're going to sit there and you're going to say, oh, why does he have to warn him for a scrum, hey, if Bowden Barrett was in that position, I would hope yep. he got warned for a scrum. Now, I say if Bowden Barrett's in that position, he kicks the ball out. But, hey. <laughs> I want to say another after thing. The, After the 39 <laughs> seconds that, that uh, Bernard Foley took as well, he, he would be taking as much time as he could. Any fly half in the world would be taking as much time as they could there, especially when they just said, just just kick it out. They haven't said, like, well, you're right. Like, when we had, I will say, for uh, ben, o, ben O'Keefe, when we said, you know, his standard of refereeingmanship umpiremanship, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> he, he he is he will say warn, give you a warning. He'll be quite stern he's in what com- he's good saying. Communicator he's a good communicator, least. and that we we've seen that with other referees as well. They will get their point across clearly that next time you do something like this, I'm I'm pinging you for it. Yeah. And especially like if you're going to take into account that it's the it's towards the end of the game, and so that's why there's time wasting being involved. You also need to take into account that okay, I need to be very clear about what the consequences of this are here, 100%. right? Because especially for things like as yep. well, um, like use it off the back of a rock as well. Use it. People take five to ten <laughs> seconds after that to actually bloody use it, yep. right? The uh, the countdowns in malls when the malls aren't moving, one, you know, two, one use yeah, it, one two use it. Yeah, that takes like ten seconds there as well. Like there's there's you've got to you've got two examples with Richie Moong as both his conversions took longer than the ninety seconds. Yeah, you've got you've got you've got you've got to be you've got to be consistent across the game. You've got to be a cr- consistent across all games as well, and that is another thing that I mean, look, it was it was shit then. You just gotta hope. We, what we've got to do now, we can't. We can't dwell on it. It's yeah. done. Nothing's gonna change it. What What angers me as well is that next year we've got the Rugby World Cup, so we've got to wait even longer and things like that. Like the the positives that could come from this, though, is that with all the attention this has garnered, negative wise, you hope it puts some pressure on World Rugby to be like, okay, we've got. Referees from all over the globe. We are an international sport. We should have an international standard refereeing, international accreditation required to referee international games. You have to be accredited with this body to referee these international level games, right? To have the, to ensure that we have the same standard or the referees are held to the same standard, no matter if they're coaching uh, Namibia versus South Africa, Australia versus New Zealand, Canada versus USA or England versus Australia, whoever. You want to ensure that every game of the Rugby World Cup next year is refereed to the exact same standard. But that's never going to happen because it's how many, this is what I said in, in the video, interpretation, like our our game is set up with so many interpretations yeah. of rules. Every game's going to be slightly different because of the referee. And it's not, like I said, it's not, it's not them being inept. It's not them being consciously biased. It's not even them being, you know, stupid like it's just purely because their interpretation his interpretation was you're wasting time i can call a scrum i'm calling it whereas again uh ben o'keefe just to, to chuck his name out there again may have been his interpretation mean you're wasting time i'm telling you if you don't use it i'm going to call a scrum so yeah. it just it just that's and what yeah that, that could be the other positive that comes out is is a review of the laws and you know there, there are things that need to be changed we've seen that uh rugby has been willing to to look at certain things uh, our different rugby bodies been willing to look at, look at the laws and change it up, and it's necessary for this game to to bloody survive. I'll tell you that much. With with the way that other sports are going and rugby being left behind, there needs to, like 
the there is so much thing, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, and you've definitely talked about a lot about you know putting different things in there to save the amount of time that the ball is actually in play, that rugby is actually being played, right? Because half the half the comments I saw about this call were like, "This fucking sucks," but look, hey, if it means they're going to start uh, getting the game played more, then great. You know, like how much time are we wasting? And other comments like, you know, how much time are we wasting at other points of the game waiting for people to fucking pack a scrum? Like, good for the game. The yeah. call was good for the game. As yeah. bad as it may it's, be it's, feeling it's, to you. It's good and bad now. for the game. It's bad in the in the short to medium term about the, the fallout from this game and being like, for, for people watching and thinking, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. It can be good. It can be good long term if this leads to, to, to stuff being more consistently called like that. Laws changing to... Uh, that's the other thing. Yes, and and as we said, it leaves it up to interpretation of the referees on the field, right? The referee shouldn't have to be interpreting interpreting what the laws mean on the field, right? They're not judges, right? They're referees, yep. right? And even you look at legal uh, environments, judges that have to interpret laws and things like that, they take fucking ages to do it. How are you supposed to do it in a split, split second, second on the field? Like, it's just not humanly possible, right? So the the interpretation of the law should be taken out of the referee's hands as much as possible. What should be left in their hands is judging when those laws are breached on and uh, on the field, yep. basically. Like, it, it, that'd be like, I, I mean, there's controversy about this, about uh, police officers interpreting the law. Police officers aren't responsible for interpreting the law. They're just responsible for enforcing the law. They get this, and the interpretation is taken out of their hands as much as possible. They just should just be judging whether or not a law is being broken. And that's what referees should be doing. They shouldn't be out there interpreting like, okay, uh, without delay, what does without delay? What does without delay mean? <laughs> Is it enough time for the brie to melt on my cracker? Like that 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 shouldn't be running through Raynal's mind. There, you know, it uh, should just be, you know, like uh, you know, okay, we've got let's say thirty seconds on the clock. As soon as the thirty seconds pass, uh, times off the clock. Uh, I will blow time back on when the when the kick comes. Yeah. Simple as, simple as, and that completely solves the problem. Then you don't have time wasting. You've got maximum 30-second time wasting, right? Yep. People can take the time that they need, and you can even have a proviso in there that if a team is taking, uh, if a team takes longer than 90 seconds, give them a warning, and if they take a further 30 seconds from there to get the kick gone, um, you give a free kick to the other team, yep. right? You can have all of that sort of shit in there, right? That's perfectly acceptable to have in there. Why not have that in there? Why not spell it out to the letter the exact procedures the referees need to follow? To That that would be heaven to just have it spelled out exactly for you so you never have to say, this is me making that decision. This is what the law says. The law says XYZ. I followed XYZ. The procedure says XYZ. You can coach it to the referees. You can coach it to the line judges. You can coach it to the refs in the in the bunker. Yep. Like this, a, good, a good example so to that ways. is the NRL, I think. And you know the yeah. shepherding rule? Yeah. For, for so long, that was such an interpretation. They just went, fuck yeah. it. You know what? You run behind someone, you catch the ball on the inside shoulder, it's shepherding if they touch yeah. them. It doesn't even matter if they take a fucking dive. We don't care. Yeah. If you touch them, then just, just take that out. And look, again, it, it is. I don't think there's been a shepherding call where we've gone... That's the wrong decision based yeah. on what we know because we now know this is this is the rule. So I, I think I, I, I'm really hopeful that yeah. that will change. And, and we can even see examples within rugby, right? And as much as there is disagreement about how they break down whether or not someone gets a red card or not for a high shot to the head, they have a step-by-step -step procedure in there. 100%. Now, you might take issue with the step-by-step the -step procedure itself and think that that should be changed. 
that's that's not the argument. The argument here is that they have that. Yeah, and you they know what's going to happen. You, exactly. you you see it and you're like you're like and to be fair, like you're saying, good credit to to rugby union. They've gone. Like when you see a collision, you're ninety percent sure if it's going to be a red card. You're yep. like, oh, yep, that's a red card. That's yep. that's pretty bad. Um, I do have a couple of things I just want to finish yep. off on. I do want to say that was a very hard game to referee. Like there yep. was a lot going on there um, from both teams. Hell of a game. Yep. I called it in the in the um, pre last podcast. I said thirty one twenty eight. It was even higher scoring. Yeah, thought it would be a classic. It was. There's another thing I want to say. A lot of Aussies were talking about they had one hand on the cup. All right, they had one hand on the cup. That was all oh. I kept hearing. No. Can I just say, all right, to you Aussies, you're going to have to do, come and do something that you haven't done for 40 years. Yeah. For 40 years, you're going to have to come into Eden Park and win. This was the easy part, and you made it extremely hard on yourselves, all right? Yeah. So, like, as much as, yeah, controversy all you want, you know, it'll be a controversy now if you go to Eden Park and win. Yeah. But... Like, let's see what happens this weekend before yeah, we start. I, I, I would, I, for, for me, that's not that's not even in my mind when I look <laughs> at this game. I'm too mad about this game to even think about like, uh, oh, we had we had a, you know, oh, we we basically won the blood. We were we were, done we done the hard yards. No, we hadn't done the hard yards. We done half of the work. We done fifty percent of the work, and that's being generous considering our record at fifty percent. But the fact of it is, is that it was a it was a game. Just looking at the game in and of itself, and that's what pissed me off the most because the Aussies played so well they put their heart and soul into it you could see you know having to dig deep from when they were two men down with two simultaneous yellow cards and things like that bullshit yellow cards like jake gordon's one where he got bowled over by big people and he got yellow carded for collapsing a mall it's like no he's just a halfback he's just (laughs) he's just a back right he's just a back he's just small uh and you know this this calls this way that you know i will say darcy swain lucky not to get a red card uh for for what he did there I mean, Darcy Swain's lucky to be in the Wallabies at the moment, I think. Oh, mate, um, he's got to get that stuff out of his game. Yeah, like, I, I truly don't think it was... Like, Darcy Swain is one of those... You know, we've always said it. Locks, you know, there's always something... A screw missing they're, they're locks. They're so high up that the oxygen's... Just thinner, cutting just them off, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, there's something going on there. But I go... He plays on that line where it's, like, aggressive yeah. and then too far. I don't think he intentionally went to take... Quinta yeah. and I think that's a lot of New Zealanders are like, oh, he went and did this. Rah, rah, rah. I don't think he intentionally. He just yeah. is aggressive. Saw an opportunity to get a breakdown out. Yeah. It was a bad breakdown. He definitely missed the mark just as much as a bad tackle. I think there was enough. It was the force of it as well, and and the direction and everything, the wrapping yeah. of the leg. It looks terrible, and it is terrible. I don't want to say that it's not, but I don't think when he steps on the field, Darcy Swain isn't the type of guy to go. I want to intentionally hurt someone. Yeah. He's a lock with a loose screw who made another mistake, which they're starting to pile up, yeah, which there's is a, There's a difference between being an idiot and being a dirty player. Yeah. And Stasi Swain's an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can you can tell who the dirty players are, yeah. the ones that are going out there to to hurt people. You can you can pick you can pick them out pretty easily. Yep. Yeah. Uh I mean I'm gonna talk mainly about the Australians, but you know, Jake Gordon I thought had a amazing game. The try saver was spectacular. Uh Foley for someone that's playing Wallabies rugby for the first time in, what, three years? Something like yep, that? Yep. Um, came in and did a fantastic job as well. Like, it was a little slow at the start, but he got back in the rhythm of the game, and it was great to see. Uh, I mean, the, the, we, we were talking last week on the podcast about uh, the back row, you know, swapping <laughs> out Leota and Pete Samu, uh, putting them into the starting lineup. I think they 
Uh, I think they re- beat Simon. They, wow. they, they, they definitely listened to us and got motivation. <laughs> because, yeah, they I, had a, I said, "Who's going to steal your ball?" And then Pete Simon was like, "Well, you know what? I don't need yeah. to steal ball. I just fucking run over everyone." So yeah, yeah fair enough. So look, I think it, I mean, look, it's it's again, it's tough to swallow as a Wallabies fan. It's a, it's another great sign of improvement that comes with a loss. Yep. Right, and you know, uh, that's that that's hard to to keep having to to swallow that. Uh, yeah, we're getting better, but we're not winning, right? That's what that's what it counts at the end of the yep. day is you've got to win. Um, I mean, look, no one's out of the rugby championship yet. Everyone's got... And the, the one thing that's positive that came out of it is we got a bonus point, right? So we're still... Everyone's still in the game, <laughs> yep. right? Theoretically. Yes. Mathematically speaking. Mathematically speaking, yes. The impossible needs to be done or the near impossible needs to be done for you lot. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, I fought for Kitty as well, another one who put his hand up. Yeah. Uh, didn't do a lot, obviously, with ball in hand, but with on defence, I think he had two really good steals, so I was impressed with him. I was really impressed with the Wallows comeback because I thought it was dead and gone when it was 31-13. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I must say our wingers need to work on their defence. That was Caleb Clark loves it. Loves, he, he talks about rugby league and loves it, and he loves a good winger jam, apparently, because, mm. boy, he jammed a couple of times. Jordan couldn't tackle to save himself. And then obviously now we've got a midfield issue. Now, this... Um, Gives me the belief that we should do what I've always kind of wanted, and that's Geordie Barrett into 12, Will Jordan into 15, uh, and then bring in like Sever Reese, doesn't really matter. Um, and then obviously Roger on the bench. Roger yeah. must come in. Where's, Roger, where's Roger must get some game time. This is the time to use him. I'd be yeah. bringing him on 55, 60th minute for 20. It's, it's, um, his, it's his home ground, technically Eden yep. Park, right? Uh, Australia's not won there in 40 years, so it should be a low pressure game, right? Yep. For, for In Foster to plug him in. I mean, for, for me, I want to see Suliasi Vunavalu get some game time for the Wallabies. Like, we, uh, you know, it's it's good to have that extra strike power. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, Corabetti's probably the world's best winger at the moment. Might be biased, but, you know. <laughs> arguments been, can be made. It, right, arguments can yeah. be made, but he's he's up there. He's he's yeah. world-class winger. Tom Wright hasn't played badly, but uh, I would just like to see that juice from Vunavalu, like, the, the seven minutes or whatever he had in the game against England, he came on and made so some two, really it? good meters. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. no, it, counting all the time wasting and the clock. Oh, you know, I see. It's yes, actually seven, seven minutes, minutes of real time. Of real time. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's... Uh, I'd like to see him get his hand on it, especially if they think he's going to be part of the Wallabies' future, which they evidently do because they keep including him yep. in the squad. Like, start blooding him yep. already, you know? What, at this stage, what have we got to lose? Yep. What have we got to lose? Nothing. Like it's the, like as you said, we haven't won an in park in forty years. It's the impossible, right? Like what? What have you got to lose at this stage? Yeah. What have you got to lose? Agreed. Uh, enough about that. But what a game it was. I will yep. just touch to finish off. That was a. Uh, I lived up to expectation. It, it, again, I know, like you said, it's tough when, when you're playing really well, but you're not getting the results. And I think you've actually dropped down to ninth in the world in the rankings. But it's, those are uh, last, made last, up last, in the science lab somewhere. Last last shout out. Um, did you did you notice our line outs and how what they happened? actually worked? when? And we, then what happened when Fyinga came on? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I said. I was thinking... Everyone's cook, kicking up this controversy. Let's be honest. She found touch. Flying it over froze it. We score from the line out. Yeah. Don't even worry. It was good. It was going to happen anyway. Jordy Barrett was going to score on the corner. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, it's it's crazy the drop off. I see. I just don't understand, man. Like, can we just clone Parecki or something like? And just flying it is good around the ball. Like the stuff he does at malls, it's fantastic. He just needs to get that right. I he don't know what it is with right. the, with him and and line outs. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I really don't know. He's got to he's got to work on it. Yeah. 
He's got to work at it because we finally found a consistent hooker that can that can do line out throws. Uh, After yeah. how many years? Like, we just need. Yeah, I don't know. They should be roommates or something when they're on tour <laughs> and just like practice throwing a ball at a wall or something. Like, you've just it's just got to. Maybe he's maybe he's got to do the Parecki and hold it like right in front of his face like this. Yeah, it just it changes just, style. Something's got to come up. It's yeah. just yeah. It it and it was incredible to see how much, like yeah, we made mistakes. And so obviously because when you fall behind that much, you've obviously made some mistakes, yep. right? Um, but think about how much worse and how much more compounded it could have been if we'd been fucking up the line out as well. As the whole so, game, yeah, exactly. And I mean, he was like all over the field as well, chasing down kicks and stuff. He's just yeah, got to be one of the surprise players of the year. I mean, you called pretty early on into the Super Rugby season that uh, you thought he was sort of a player to watch or someone that you would mm-hmm. include in a, in, a, in a good team or something like that. So you had your eye on him early. But, yeah, he's definitely uh, proven his worth in the green and gold. 100%. Uh, okay, let's move on to the, the other game that occurred in the Rugby oh, Championship. Game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Surprise. Thursday just kind of carried all the way through to Sunday, and all of a sudden yeah. we're now like, oh, yeah, there was another game. Argentina um, losing to the Springboks, meaning the Springboks and New Zealand are now tied on champion uh, Rugby Championship points. Uh, I think, they, yeah, they ended up stealing a bonus point back, did South Africa. But it was closely fought. Uh, South Africa went in with a lead at the break. Argentina worked their way back until the 67th-ish minute, 68th, and then Springboks ran away with it. But again, it's that, it's that Argentina improvement we're seeing. At home, you would have loved for them to stand up and take another win from, yeah. you know, split every series. They can still do it, you know, go to South mm-hmm. Africa and get a win. Pablo Matera is an absolute beast, like uh, a workhorse um, for them. So they just, they, they, it's been a long rugby championship for them. You've got to think about that. Like they've stepped up twice, bet Australia once, went to New Zealand and beat New Zealand, which doesn't really happen, hasn't ever happened for them. Uh, so they've just, it's probably been a long rugby championship, but they can put in one more yeah. performance. It'd be huge, especially for us. <laughs> yeah. Look, if this is the year that the, this is the year of first, right? You know, Ireland, uh, winning in New Zealand and winning that series, right? Uh, uh, Argentina going to New Zealand and winning. If there's any year that we could win an it could be this year. And you've had injuries and things like that. You know, it, it's you, Jim Kerry, so you're telling me there's a chance. There's, there's a chance. There's, 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 there's a chance. <laughs> so, yes. So, obviously, a big weekend ahead. Yes. Eden Park. Uh I guess it, it has taken a little bit of shine off the fact that, A, I don't have to get a tattoo because we keep the Bledisloe safe in the cabinet. Husey's predictions for one of the predictions for the year has gone down the drain because you didn't win the Bledisloe. Yeah. And we said it was a year many a, a year for a lot of firsts, but that wasn't wasn't one of those ones. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, first time in a while. <laughs> yeah. Rightfully, it, we should still be thinking that it's a possibility this weekend. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel so good. Uh, I just want to touch base quickly on the Wellington Lions, my home yeah. team, jersey on and everything, so you can see it. Uh, they won the Ranfurly Shield, which hasn't happened in 14 years. I don't know, do you know much about the Ranfurly? The log wood, as they say, it is like the one kind of thing keeping our, our NPC together. Yeah. So it's this shield that... Whenever you play at home, as long as it's not in the final series, you have to defend it, so it goes on the line. So every single time it goes on the line, okay. you have to defend it. Hawks Bay had it for most of last year, I believe, at least towards the end, and had all of this year, 14 defences all up, so it's a pretty good run. We, as, a, as, a, as considered one of like the power teams, because you have the five power teams, which is Otago, Waikato, Canterbury, Auckland, Wellington, 
all like the Super Rugby home based franchises. Yep. Haven't had it for fourteen years, which is criminal, like absolutely criminal. We fucking went out there and we won it, and oh my <laughs> god, I was so excited. I had I had the phone up because we had some friends over watching the AFL. And I was just like, fuck, we're going to do this. And I just felt, yeah. I thought we'd find a way. I thought every Wellingtonian thought we'd find a way. We, we, funny enough, stole the ball with about a minute and a half go, to left. And I was like, oh, God, is this, yeah. this going to be the same thing? Then they, fit, they managed to steal it back and get a penalty. Yeah. They managed to get all the way down the park and have a line out five metres out, or ten metres out, maul it, collapses, so they get a penalty again. So And Hawks Bay are renowned for their maul. They... Every more they go to, they score. I think their hooker's got about eight tries already in this this mm. uh, season. So five metres out, kick for the corner, line out. Who do you think goes up and steals the ball? Just the nicest guy in rugby. Oh. <laughs> the nicest guy in world rugby. James Blackwell gets up, steals the ball, seals a famous Wellington victory as yeah. we kick the ball out, and the shield is coming home. Now... New Zealanders and stealing trophies, name a more iconic. <laughs> 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 uh, it felt good though. I mean, yeah. that's two trophies for me in two in trophies this, stolen in one week. In one week, how good! Back in the day, with that, would have got you sent to Australia. <laughs> now, what I do now, what I need to say, I need it for all of our viewers, especially in the Wellington region. We are facing Waikato this week. The Shield's on the line. All right, Waikato are the top team in the country at the moment. If we can win this game, the Shield stays away for the whole the whole offseason. It stays in Wellington, all right? So if you're a Wellingtonian, okay, I know we only get about 100 people to Westpac Stadium every game. Let's try and get a few thousand there, and let's defend this fucking Shield, all right? First time in 14 years. Yep. Surely we can get a decent crowd. I'm hopeful. The rallying cry has, has gone out. Sports booth. I want to see it. I want to see it. If you want to, I'll buy you a ticket. Flip, flip me a message. I may even buy you a there ticket. You there you go. All right. First five in at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should be doing something free. Yeah, right. And if they're they not should... doing something like that, it's ridiculous. But definitely we'll need buy to, some Need tickets. to get someone like Matty Nabel up there for the, from the rugby league and just do, give like an epic rousy speech like the start of... State of Origin yeah, or something like exactly. that. And how about this guy? <laughs> the nicest guy in rugby, James Blake. <laughs> yes, so... He's a footy player. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very keen to see that. Other than that, I don't... I mean, we it was a big, obviously a big week and a big weekend of rugby. I'm very excited, yeah. you know, as much as I've loved this rugby championship, I'm very excited for it to be over and so we can get over to the Northern Tour in yeah. November, October, November, because... I think that will be fascinating to see some squads go over. I think we'll see some younger yeah. players getting opportunities because they'll be wanting to blood, you know, next year's World Cup as much as possible. So I'm excited for, for all of the end-of-the-year rugby. I'm excited for this weekend as well. I hope, I hope the Aussies just take the pain and bitterness from last Thursday and just hold it in them uh, all the way through the World Cup or whatever and just... just Pummel everyone, just <laughs> just fucking hit them. You know, doesn't doesn't even matter like necessarily the result, but just play angry the rest of the time. Yeah, you know, I think that's yeah they need that. I mean, this this could light the the fire in the belly type thing yeah. like that. It could be like I actually I, I'm gonna, I know we've we've tr- already talked about, it, but I do want to mention it is really interesting what happened there because what I think also gets left uh, and not a lot of commentators or reporters have have mentioned it. No, Michael Hooper. Yeah. No James Slipper, because he mm-hmm. was out injured as well. So Nick White's the captain. Now, Nick White, not, not I wouldn't say, the friendliest with referees as a number nine. Not the most diplomatic. Exactly. Of number nine. Now, still saying that, he hadn't done anything wrong up until that point. I don't want to yeah. point at him. But I think if that's 
Michael Hooper or anything like that, again, there's probably a lot more communication going on. The yeah, fact communication that to the captain. To the captain, because like at the point, he goes, who is the captain? He didn't know who the yeah. captain was at that point. So I do want to say there's, there's a, there was a lot of moving pieces in that moment, and it's it's fascinating. Again, like you, we've tried to say it, like a lot of times Lee gets these stories and you know it takes over the news. I don't think I've seen rugby more on the news the past, you know, Five six days then. It's then been at the moment. almost as big as Queen Elizabeth these last couple of days. Uh, on, honestly, those that, that from from the moment it happened yeah. to like Saturday Sunday, it was the biggest news story probably in Australia. Other yeah. uh, up until the Swans victory yeah. over Collingwood, I think it was probably the, the new biggest the news story. Second tragic death in a, in a <laughs> recent weeks for us. <laughs> you Aussies are doing it tough, aren't you? Yeah. Ninth in the rankings, you've lost your queen. Can't hold a bleeder slow to save yourself. Well, yeah, right. but like. If that was the only thing I lost this week, you know. Yeah. Because I actually won something. Yeah. You lost your NFL game as well, right? <laughs> uh, this is a rugby podcast, mate. Yeah, we'll stick yeah. on topic, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, it's been fantastic for you joining us to to revel in my victory. Uh, obviously, well-deserved. Um, nothing taken for granted. Uh, the French we love, uh, except for when we have to play them. But, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. We will catch you again next week, wrapping up at least Bledisloe 2, uh, and then maybe seeing what's ahead in the world of rugby. Mm-hmm. See you later. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh.